Assalamu alaikum. May the peace that only God can give be upon you. Welcome to another edition of Radio Islam. This is your host, Tariq Alameen, and we're broadcasting on WCEV 1450 AM, and we're streaming at WCEV1450.com. Now, for those of you who are tuning in for the first time, we welcome you. Thanks for tuning in. You can keep up with us by following and liking our pages on social media. You'll find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Radio Islam USA. That's at Radio Islam USA. And be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get yours at. So if that's iTunes, TuneIn, SoundCloud, or Google Play, you'll find us at Radio Islam USA. All right. Got all that good welcoming and promo stuff out the way. All right, Radio Islam family. Um... For those of you who are joining us uh, this time, you may or may not be aware that with all the advancements uh, and all of the progress that we have made uh, in the world, that slavery, something that many of you probably think is just outlawed across the board, slavery still exists. And where? Slavery still exists in Mauritania. Mauritania is a country uh, in Africa, and as slavery always has a counterpart, right, and that is resistance. So today we are fortunate to have with us in studio uh, to talk about that resistance that is taking place not only uh, in Mauritania but has spread out uh, to, uh, to Europe, uh, here in America. So we have joining us Bubakar Masaud, founder of SOS Esclaves in Mauritania, Bakri Tanja of Abolition Institute, New York, Jennifer Costello of Minority Rights Group in London, and Karen Penrose Tace from the leadership of Anti-Slavery International in London. Welcome all of you to Radio Islam. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Uh, as I said, most people uh, are not aware that slavery still exists. Um, they think that it's something that died, particularly here, uh, you know, in the United States. They think back to the uh, Emancipation Proclamation, the Civil uh, Civil War. But this is a war that continues on today in Mauritania. So, could you all help to? Um, first of all, you all are here. Um, you, you've been here since what Friday, right? Since Thursday. Sunday. Since Sunday. You've been here since Sunday. Yes. You know, Saturday for us, Sunday for them. Oh, okay. All right. So you came in different times. Now, what has been the purpose of, of your visit? Before we get into enlightening some of the, uh, enlightening our listeners as to the, the current condition of slavery. Notre visite à Chicago et la suite d'une visite que nous avions fait nous avions fait en 2016. Et en 2016, nos, notre partenaire Abolition Institute euh, était, nous avait invité à Chicago, en, en, aux États-Unis d'ailleurs, parce qu'on a fait un, un séjour assez important où on a été dans plusieurs villes euh, et plusieurs États euh, des États-Unis. Euh, suite à ce, ce, ce voyage, euh, nos amis de, de Abolition Institute et d'Anti-Slavery avait organisé aussi un voyage à Mauritanie et les, 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 nos, nos partenaires euh, arrivés à Nouakchott euh, par avion ont été refoulés par le gouvernement mauritanien. All right, Boubaka is explaining that uh, this current visit is actually a follow-up to a visit that happened in 2016. 
In 2016, uh, SOS Esclave was invited by uh, the Abolition Institute, which is our partner, um, for a sort of um, speaking tour uh, of the United States. So they, they, they went to various uh, states. And following the, that trip, um, Anti-Slavery um, International and the Abolition Institute organized so this current trip, um, oh, sorry, a trip to Mauritania uh, at the end of 2017. Unfortunately, the delegation that was due to uh, arrive in Mauritania was uh, actually turned down. They, they, didn't, they didn't enter the country. Yes, yes. Et euh, nous, sommes, nous sommes venus euh, reprendre et, et euh, sensibiliser euh, nos partenaires sur la situation que vivent les que, que, nous, que nous connaissons aujourd'hui par rapport à la lutte contre l'esclavage. Euh, nous avons eu euh, également euh, l'opportunité d'avoir un financement de, 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 de l'État euh, euh, américain. Et nous sommes venus aussi pour visiter nos bailleurs dans ce cadre eh, qui sont du département eh, des, des affaires étrangères. Um, so we, we are here today um, on this trip to, um, to raise awareness of uh, obviously um, other civil society organizations but also politicians and media outlets uh, about the situation of uh, slavery in Mauritania. Uh, we also had, uh, were lucky enough to uh, secure some funding from the U.S. government, and more specifically from the uh, Bureau of uh, Democracy, Human Rights, and Labor. Uh, and we are going to visit them on the strip as well uh, to discuss uh, the project activities and, and obviously m more largely about the context in Mauritania today. Mm. So give the listeners who, this may be their first introduction, into slavery, you know, in Mauritania. Give them, give them some of the, the background, some of the things that they need to know. L'esclavage en Mauritanie, c'est en fait, bien entendu, aussi étonnant que ça puisse paraître, c'est de l'esclavage traditionnel que nous connaissons dans l'histoire. Ce sont des personnes qui, sont, euh, euh, qui appartiennent à d'autres, qui peuvent en user et en abuser. Et euh, ils sont des, une propriété. Euh, donc c'est l'esclavage traditionnel qu'on connaît. Et il est, il est, on l'appelle aussi l'esclavage par ascendance parce qu'il est transmis par la mère. Quand une femme donne un esclave donne un enfant, il est net, il est, il est net automatiquement un esclave parce qu'il est descendant d'une femme esclave. Donc, euh, voilà un peu sa caractéristique. So the, the, the slavery today in Mauritania is, um, <coughs> is the, 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 the traditional type of, his, uh, of slavery, the, the one that you know, people uh, know about, um, where a person uh, is born in slavery, remains in slavery, and, and is the property of another person who can use and abuse Uh, that victim um, as, as they please, really sell them, um, uh, exchange them, uh, rape them, abuse them in any sense of the term. And so these people are just, uh, they're, they're, they are pr the property of other people. And, um, and uh, so that's what we call uh, uh, based slavery, where uh, slavery is passed on by the mother. So if the mother is a slave and she gives birth to a child, that child is automatically uh, a slave. Um, so it's a sort of automatic um, well, inheritance. Right. right. Bakri, you're also from uh, from Mauritania originally. Uh, 
Yes, uh, thank you very much, uh, Brother Tarek, for your leadership, for your support. I know your mosque is always available to welcome us and to support us. Uh, my name is Bakri Tanja. I was born and raised in Mauritania. Mm -hmm. And uh, what uh, Brother uh, Bubakar just said is totally you know, accurate. Uh, we are uh, dealing with the issue of traditional uh, slavery or what is known here in the U.S. as chattel uh, slavery, a human being owned by uh, other human beings. Uh, it is, you know, the reality. Uh, to, to draw a parallel between slavery in Mauritania and the experience African-Americans go through uh, will help people get uh, a bigger picture of the situation. Uh, for instance, African-Americans, they speak English. Mm -hmm. uh, they lost their original names. Uh, their culture almost has been uh, you know, a race, even though people are struggling to uh, uh, really uh, uh, recapture and promote, uh, you know, that culture. Right. So the same way a Haratin in Mauritania who are slaves and former slaves, they lost their African identity, you know, the names, you know, mm -hmm. you know for instance, right. and the language. They're as culturally assimilated their masters, and this consequence, consequently, they speak, you know, Arabic. Mm. Uh, so I think that parallel is, you know, is very helpful to show that uh, slavery in its original, uh, you know, form mm -hmm. apply almost, you know, the same techniques to entirely you know, control, you know, people who are in bondage. Right. Uh, talk a bit about, you talk about the, the recapturing that is taking place, that has taken place here over generations uh, with regard to African Americans and their sense of self-identity um, and so on, and how that parallel also exists in Mauritania. Um, with regard to language, is that one of the um, is that one of the, the, the aspects of contention, this ability to speak um, the uh, uh, languages maybe, um, I'm not sure, is, is, is Wolof uh, spoken there or, uh, um, you know, any, any of these other languages that, that are other than Arabic, are those languages, is there an effort to stamp that out so that those languages cannot be spoken? Yeah, maybe what I will do, I will give you you know, the picture of, uh, you know, the composition of the population. Yeah. And then Brother Bubakar will go into the identity uh, issues with the Haratin, uh, Haratin community. Mm. Uh, in order for people to get a, a clear picture, uh, in Mauritania, uh, we have a minority Arab, which is currently, you know, uh, ruling. Right. Then we have a majority black, uh, black population uh, divided into two groups. Mm -hmm. One, the Haratin, which are slaves and former slaves, which is an, a separate uh, a, a entity. Mm -hmm. 
And then you, you have the second group of black Mauritanians comprised of Fulani, Soninke, Wolof. We used to include, you know, Bambara, mm -hmm. but now, you know, that ethnic group is not, uh, you know, uh, listed, which is uh, not, you know, uh, uh, fair. So this is to say that, uh, you know, the, those who are Soninke, Wolof, they retain their language. They have their culture. But even though Haratins uh, may have been captured from those groups, you know, currently, the same way African Americans cannot pinpoint to a particular country or ethnic group they, uh, you know, they come from, uh, you know, the same way, uh, you know, Haratin in Mauritania cannot say exactly from which ethnic group they come. But in, as part of the struggle, is that the Haratin community and the Haratin leaders are fighting to affirm their own identity. So maybe, uh, you know, bro, uh, Brother Boubacar can uh, elaborate on that. Oui. Effectivement, en uh, Mauritanie, uh, il y a plusieurs communautés. Il n'y a pas que des Arabes. Il y a quatre nationalités au moins. Quatre entités, les Arabes, les Poulards, les Soniquets et les Wolofs. Et il y a une nouvelle dimension aujourd'hui qui est composée, ou en tout cas qui relève de la volonté aujourd'hui des, des, des descendants d'esclaves des Arabes qui se veulent une entité bien distincte de leur maître ou de leur ancien maître. C'est les Haratines dont je suis, qui aujourd'hui revendiquent une identité particulière au lieu d'être un appendice ou bien euh, des Arabes, parce qu'ils ne sont pas des Arabes. Um, yes, Boubacar confirms what uh, Tanja was saying, is that there are not just one community, uh, the Arabs, but there are four, actually, communities, uh, the Arabs, the Pulas, the Soninke, the Wolofs. And now there's, a, there's an emerging uh, new dimension, he says, that uh, there's this um, will from um, the, the, the group of um, slave um, former slaves, slaves and former slaves, is to have um, their own identity being recognized as a, as a, as a separate, as a, as a standalone uh, community. And it's the group of the Haratines, the, the f former slaves, the free slaves, um, to, uh, which, um, to whom uh, Boubacar uh, belongs and to whom he's very proud to belong. J'ajouterai que, pour être, pour être clair, l'esclavage n'est pas pratiqué uniquement par les Arabes et que chez les Soniquets, chez les Poulards et chez les Wolofs, l'esclavage a été pratiqué et aujourd'hui au moins à défaut d'avoir des, des victimes qui viennent prétendre qu'ils sont esclaves, nous connaissons beaucoup de gens qui vivent les séquelles de l'esclavage et les discriminations qui viennent de l'esclavage dont le, le, leurs parents, leurs ascendants les ascendants ont été victimes. Donc, euh, et ce qui fait que chez les Soninke, par exemple, nous pouvons parler, je ne peux parler que de cela, 
puisque dans, la, dans, ce, dans cette communauté, nous avons eu des réclamations depuis, depuis 3 ou 4 ans. Euh, les, 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 soniqués, les, les cadres soniqués, les, la jeunesse soniquée euh, protestent contre les discriminations en milieu soniqué qui considèrent que certains d'entre eux sont des esclaves. Et la différence entre justement les populations noires et la, les, la population arabe sur la question de l'esclavage, je voudrais l'indiquer. C'est que, comme, il a, comme a, mon ami l'a dit tout à l'heure, les esclaves des, des morts ont perdu et ne connaissent pas leur origine pratiquement euh, et d'où ils viennent. Et ils ont perdu leur langue. Par contre, je, je, nous avons découvert que chez les Soniqués, par exemple, les esclaves ont continué à avoir leur langue et aujourd'hui connaissent leur identité en tant que d'où ils viennent. Parce que essentiellement, ces esclaves sont d'origine Bambara, sont des Traoré, sont des Koulibaly, ce sont des... Euh, euh, il y en a beaucoup, donc je ne me rappelle plus leur nom, mais en tout cas, ils ont conservé leur nom. Alors que chez les Maures, chez les Arabes, l'assimilation est totale. So, uh, Boubacar wants to emphasize the fact that uh, slavery is not just practiced by the, in, within the Arab, the Moor community, but also in other, uh, within uh, other ethnic groups. And he, he gives the example of the Soninke community. He says that there are, there's an, um, there are more and more people, um, you know, uh, uh, expressing... Um, concerns about the, the, the situation within the Soninke community and, and claiming that uh, slavery exists also within the Soninke community and they want that situation to be recognized, to be acknowledged. Uh, however, um, these people um, mostly have retained their language, their name. Um, he was giving some examples of typical names like the Koulibalis, the Traores, and, mm. and etc. Uh, and they know where they come from. They, they have kept a certain sense of identity. Whereas, uh, as far as the Haratin group is concerned, they have, as, as Tandia was also explaining, they have totally lost their identity. They, they don't know from which group, uh, ethnic group they, they, they come from, they mm. originate. Now, slavery was actually, uh, it was outlawed, right? There was a law passed outlawing slavery in Mauritania. How is it that slavery continues to persist? L'esclavage persiste encore parce que, d'abord, il faut reconnaître, souligner que l'abolition de l'esclavage s'est faite grâce à la lutte que nous avons menée. Et parce que le, la communauté euh, internationale, en, dans en 1980, a assisté, a appris qu'il y a eu un grand procès euh, suite à la vente d'une esclave quasi publique en Mauritanie. Nous avons organisé des manifestations dans plusieurs villes et nous avons été arrêtés, plus d'une centaine de, de haratines, de, 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 dont des cadres, dont des, personnes, des personnalités aujourd'hui qui donc ont manifesté et qui ont été euh, fait l'objet d'un grand procès dans lequel l'État mauritanien, c'est-à-dire le gouvernement militaire à l'époque, voulait prouver que nous étions des cadres euh, ambitieux qui voulaient tout simplement euh, utiliser cela pour euh, s'élever, mais ils ont échoué dans, dans leur tentative et ça a été un procès de l'esclavage. Et on a démontré avec le collectif de nos avocats que l'esclavage existait bel et bien parce que dans la salle même il y avait des esclaves que nous avons pu interroger en pleine audience donc à ce moment là effectivement l'état mauritanien a été obligé de 
de prendre en 1981 une loi abolissant l'esclavage. Mais ce n'était pas d'une manière vraiment sincère. C'était une manière de montrer qu'ils sont en fait aussi modernes que les autres. Mais ce n'est pas vrai. Um, Boubaka uh, gives a bit of background history um, to yes how it came, uh, how the abolition of, uh, of slavery uh, um, came about in 1981. He explains that um, the, the, the slavery was abolished um, thanks to, to the fight, to the struggle uh, led by a number of uh, civil society organizations, uh, of, of course, to which he was part, obviously. And um, so uh, following the, the, the public uh, cell, Of a, of a woman um, uh, slave, um, so the, there was a whole group of Haritians, of quite um, uh, high-profile Haritians, who um, protested, who organized a number of protests, and they were then arrested, and there was a big, big um, trial in the south of the country, and uh, the, gov the, the government, which was a military government at the time, um, made it uh, quite a big a public uh, thing, a public event, and wanted to prove that these people were only doing this uh, for their own advancement in, in society. Unfortunately, because there were a number of slaves present in the audience, they, they were, uh, so the Haritians who were being um, prosecuted managed to uh, um, uh, point to these slaves, and, and then obviously the whole thing turned against the, the government. Mm -hmm. And as a result, uh, the process, uh, the, the trial was a total failure for the government, and the government was then obliged to recognize the existence of slavery. And that led to this abolition of, the, of slavery, of t at least officially, in 1981. Wow. Um, I really wish that we had more time. So because I, I'm looking, I'm, I'm making sure that we, we, I don't want you all to leave without sharing with the, uh, the, the listeners the things that only you can share with them. So what, is, what are some of the, the, the key, key things that uh, you want listeners to walk away with right now, whether it be how to support um, uh, current activities or whatever? Oui, euh, je voudrais dire que en réalité, l'esclavage en Mauritanie a fait l'objet de, euh, de, de, de plusieurs mesures, de plusieurs euh, euh, mesures prises par le gouvernement. Mais le gouvernement, depuis même l'abolition la, de l'esclavage formel en 1981, a, a, a continué sur le plan euh, de la parole, sur le plan de l'annonce et le plan de, de la publicité à considérer qu'il n'existe pas d'esclavage en Mauritanie, il n'y a que des séquelles de l'esclavage. Mais néanmoins, ce gouvernement a été amené à aussi prendre en, 19, en 2007 une loi criminalisant l'esclavage. Il a été obligé en 2015, il s'est trouvé obligé en 2015 de modifier cette loi pour donner aux organisations des droits de l'homme, le, le statut de parti civil. Ce qui fait que l'esclavage, dans les faits, existe. Et nous avons, nous, en tant qu'organisation, amené plusieurs fois et, euh, des, 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 des victimes d'esclavage et qui ont, qui ont intenté, avec notre, avec notre assistance et l'assistance de nos partenaires d'antislavery et autres, euh, euh, des procès contre leurs maîtres. Et pour cela, nous disons que en fait, en réalité, euh, l'État mauritanien a fait beaucoup de choses, mais nous, nous estimons qu'elles qu sont encore trop insuffisantes et sont marquées du, du, du saut de, 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 
du saut de, de, la, de, 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 de la comédie. Parce que, en fait, euh, aujourd'hui, euh, nous avons plusieurs, euh, plus, plusieurs, euh, plusieurs euh, euh, institutions. Ils ont même créé plusieurs institutions dans, dans, dans le pays. Il y a maintenant trois tribunaux spéciaux qui s'occupent de l'esclavage dans trois régions importantes de la Mauritanie. Mais nous avons, par contre, depuis déjà une vingtaine d'années, euh, plus d'une centaine pratiquement de cas d'esclavage qui sont dans, devant les tribunaux. Et on n'a pas jugé, on n'a pas fait déjà le procès de 7 ou 10 personnes. On est encore à 5 ou 6 personnes qui ont été, qui ont été jugées, alors que les autres sont classées euh, sans suite par les, 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 les parquets de la, de la République. Et donc, en fait, on joue une comédie pour contenter l'Occident. Je dis bien l'Occident parce que, en fait, c'est lui le plus, le plus intéressé avec nous, qui nous soutient. Mais il n'y a pas que l'Occident. Il y a tout le monde, les, 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 les États arabes, les États africains. Tous connaissent maintenant que, que l'esclavage existe chez nous parce que nous le, nous, nous le, nous le, nous le dénonçons. Et je, je prétends, moi, que l'esclavage existe dans l'Afrique, encore en Afrique. Et il faudrait que les Africains aient le courage de, 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 de se démasquer et de dire la vérité qu'ils qu vivent et qu'ils subsistent, subsistent encore chez, eux, chez nous. Nous disons que si l'esclavage a été, euh, la traite négrière a été forte et qui a amené ici des Noirs, mais cette traite négrière aussi a été soutenue par l'esclavage en Afrique, des Africains qui, rendaient, qui mettaient en esclavage leurs cousins, leurs semblables, et les, et, les, et, les, et les vendaient aux Européens. Il ne faut, faut pas oublier ça. C'est ça qui se réveille maintenant. Basically, what, what uh, Boubacar was saying is that uh, we, we, we do acknowledge the fact that the, the Mauritanian government has, has taken a number of measures to, to, uh, to fight slavery, to uh, combat slavery in Mauritania uh, since 1981. Um, and he mentioned the 2007 uh, anti-slavery law, which was the first uh, law criminalizing slavery, and then the 2015 anti-slavery law, which basically... Um, strengthened the legislation and made slavery a crime against humanity and also f basically filled some of the gaps of the first legislation. And again, it's not perfect, but, but it's still, you know, it, it, it's worth mentioning. There is a, a stronger um, legislative um, uh, le legislation. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, and um, maybe just to mention quickly that part of, um, in, in, uh, in the 2015 anti-slavery law, uh, civil society organizations such as uh, uh, SOS's club can be a civil party uh, in, uh, in, uh, in trials, in uh, prosecutions, pro proceedings, criminal uh, legal proceedings. And, uh, but, um, so yeah, let's say that the states, the government has made a, a number of, of has taken a number of steps, but there are, They are not sufficient, far from it. And um, the feeling is that it's, it's mostly a PR operation and um, to please the Western countries especially, but also the Arab countries, the, the, Afri the other African countries, and, and that uh, things need to be um, much more serious. Um, you know, the, the government needs to take much more serious steps. Um, and, um, yeah, it's time to, 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 for the truth to come out and, and for things to change really, truly. And what uh, Boubacar uh, said uh, uh, at the end is that um, 
let's remember the uh, um, this, uh, the, slave, the transatlantic slave trade, mm -hmm. and let's remember that that uh, transatlantic slave trade was actually um, made possible by the fact that uh, some Africans enslaved other Africans. And let's not forget that, and it's time for people also to remember that. Bakri, yeah, what I would like to uh, add to support what uh, has been already said is, as you know, this is about politics. Uh, there is a lack of political will on the part of the government. So uh, we have laws available if appropriately and adequately uh, implemented it will help end slavery. Hmm. And also, the legal aspects is one layer. We need socio-economic programs to, to support them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, so nothing is going to happen without political will. Here in the U.S., uh, we had the Civil Rights Act of 1964. Uh, we had the, civil, uh, civil, uh, 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 the Voting Rights Act of uh, 1965, we had affirmative uh, action. Mm -hmm. uh, we, even prior to that, uh, we had board against uh, uh, a, a Brown against board uh, a board of education, uh, you know, in the Supreme Court. Right. Uh, so we need all all the tools. Mm -hmm. You know, at the same time, we should not forget in the South there was Jim Crow law. You know, even though laws are passed to change, you will see forces uh, to, to bring everything back. Mm -hmm. So we need international support uh, because this issue is not just about uh, Mauritania. Here in, Ch in the U.S., particularly in Chicago, uh, we have Abolition Institute, which has become a beacon of hope in the struggle against slavery in Mauritania and, uh, and beyond. Uh, we need to recognize that. I always like to end with this quote from uh, Dr. King, which says that injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. That's right. That's right. Well, I thank you all for being here. Um, thank you. But I also want to ask, because I, I don't want the, the awareness or the struggle to leave with you, I want to make sure that our listeners have an opportunity to support uh, this work. Uh, and full disclosure, I mean, I've, I've mentioned it before because uh, we've talked about this before. I'm, I'm on the board of the Abolition Institute. Give our listeners those spaces they can go to, websites, numbers, uh, social media, whatever, they can go to where they can support. Uh, and, and not just with a retweet, but they can support financially as well. So where do they go? The Forest Abolition Institute, uh, www stoppingslavery.org okay. and we also have a website uh, www.antislavery.org and there's a donation page and if people just specify that they want the money to go to Mauritania it will go to Mauritania to fight slavery there okay well I thank you all again for taking time to be here to talk about this um, and wish you continued uh, strength and resilience uh, in, this, in this fight thank you Tarek thank you Tarek yes all right, Raider Slime family, we're going to take a short break. I emphasize short, not too long, but we'll be back in just a minute. This is Radio Slime on WCV, 1450 AM.
The Syrian Community Network, with offices nationwide, serves its Chicago area clients from its Northside location, located at 5439 North Broadway. They provide housing, social services, education, basic human needs, and food security. The Syrian Community Network has Arabic-speaking staff and is a partner organization of the Illinois Coalition for Immigrant and Refugee Rights. You can get more info by calling area code 872-806-0141. That's area code 872-806-0141 or by visiting their website at syriancommunitynetwork.org. The International Museum of Muslim Cultures and History in Jackson, Mississippi, hosts a historic national conference in partnership with the National Museum of African American History and Culture, Millsaps College, Tougaloo College, Sound Vision, and with support from the W.K. Kellogg Foundation titled Race, Class, and Religious Intersectionality in America, an Ongoing Struggle for Human Dignity. This is a candid conversation including presentations by over 70 scholars, activists, elected officials, and thought leaders taking up the ongoing struggle for human dignity in the American experiment. The conference takes place September 6th through the 9th at the Western Jackson, located at 407 South Congress Street, Jackson, Mississippi. Registration is $245 for adults or $450 per couple. $170 for students 13 to 21 and children under 13 are free. Register and find more information at muslimmuseum.org. A boy born in Joplin, Missouri was fascinated by anything with wheels and a motor. The odds of him going on to fascinate millions with his talent, one in 260,000. The odds of him having 15 career NASCAR victories, one in 1.7 million. The odds of a child being diagnosed with autism, one in 88. I'm Jamie McMurray, and my niece has autism. Learn more at autismspeaks.org slash signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. My name is Sue Smith. I'm 38, and I work at a graphic design company. And the teenage me would tell you, I wouldn't be into drawing and art if it wasn't for Big Brother's Big Sisters. My big sister showed me early on that I could do anything. And to the young me... That meant a lot. My big sister's name is Sheila, and Sheila is the reason that this 8-year-old grows up to have an amazing job as a graphic designer. Whether you donate money or time, you're helping Big Brother's Big Sisters help a child. Start something today at BigBrothersBigSisters.org. Brought to you by Big Brother's Big Sisters and the Ad Council. Radio Islam, the nation's first daily live call-in talk radio show produced by Muslims for the mainstream market. Radio Islam, on the air since 2004 because of your generosity. Radio Islam salutes its most valuable asset, you, our listener. From our producers to our interns, we appreciate your support. Thank you. Welcome back. Welcome back to Radio Islam. This is your host, Tariq Alameen, and we're broadcasting on WCEV 1450 AM, streaming at WCEV1450.com. Now, those of you who are just tuning in, just joining us, you can keep up with us by following and liking our pages on social media, 
You'll find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Radio Islam USA. That's at Radio Islam USA. And be sure to take a moment to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get yours at. You will find us at Radio Islam USA. Very easy. So, uh, family, in the first half, we spoke with some frontline resistors in the fight against slavery in Mauritania. Boubacar Massaoud, the founder of SOS Esclaves in Mauritania, who spoke to us in French, and two colleagues, Karen Penrose Tace of Anti-Slavery International and Jennifer Costello of Minority Rights Group, both based in London, provided translation for him. Now, unfortunately, due to a really packed travel itinerary, we were not able to go, excuse me, <clears throat> Uh, be able to go as in-depth as we would like to, but I assured Bubakar that I would be sure to give more context and information about the existence of slavery in Mauritania. So during our conversation, uh, you may recall, I asked Bubakar why slavery or how slavery has continued to persist despite legal rulings outlawing the practice. The first thing I think is important to mention um, is the actual name of the country that slavery still exists in, right? Not just Mauritania, uh, but it is the Islamic Republic of Mauritania, right? That gives us a different context, uh, particularly those of us uh, who are Muslim. Now, um, I didn't give estimates, uh, and I won't give estimates as to how many are enslaved uh, present day, simply because that data is not available. And any numbers that are given, and you can find some if you you know if you choose to look online, uh, you'll find estimates. But remember that they are only estimates uh, and do not represent. Uh, and and I would probably say that whatever estimates that the, that there are, that they under represent the actual number of those who are uh, enslaved. But the important thing to know, the important thing to know is that slavery still exists in very much the same fashion that it existed throughout its duration in the United States as an uh, shameful and ugly legacy. And legacy, something that uh, you're born into uh, and that you pass down to your children. And in this case, with no pathway to freedom, but escape or to be freed, which in some cases, present uh, day cases has happened when an enslaved person has become too old or is no longer physically capable of performing manual labor or whatever duties assigned to them, uh, often due to injuries sustained through torture. Now, I would uh, definitely advise you to look. Uh, there's a publication, Human Rights Watch, which detailed uh, some of the atrocities that have taken place uh, in Mauritania with regard to those who have resisted slavery, um, those who have been in prison and subject to uh, horrific tortures. But I say again, the full name of the country is the Islamic Republic of Mauritania. Now, this is a country in Northwest Africa renowned for its Islamic scholarship. Many of you uh, are familiar with uh, Sheikh Hamza Youssef, uh, renowned uh, Sheikh here in the United States, uh, one of the uh, co-founders of uh, Zaytuna Institute. And... Um, you may be aware that he spent a great deal of time studying uh, in Mauritania. Now, I only I only give that just as a as a as a present day reference that some of you might be aware of. They are definitely renowned for its uh, scholarship, but the significance of mentioning the reputation uh, that it has as a repository of Islamic knowledge is important because 
when it comes to social control, right, as a means of social control, the Quran is taught there in such a way to justify slavery. And I'm talking, I'm not talking about those who come from outside and come there to learn. I'm talking about uh, the masses and particularly the enslaved class. And for those who, who enslave, right, they are taught the Quran in a way that justifies slavery, telling those that are enslaved that loyalty and obedience to your master, right, I'm talking about the enslaver, is what determines your reward or punishment in the next life. You know, just, you know, you know, I'll be that. Bakari Tanja who you also heard in that first half, uh, the co-founder of the Abolition Institute, uh, drew a parallel, very important parallel, between the enslavement of black people in America and the slavery present in Mauritania today with regard to the erasure of African identity in the form of language and culture. Now, there is another layer to this as well. Enslaved Africans in America were also given Christianity. I shouldn't say also, but you know, the parallel is that they were given Christianity through the presentation of the Bible as a justification for their enslavement, telling them that they would achieve salvation in the next life if they were obedient to their captors, if they honored their master. Right? Honoring the captor, honoring the master was like honoring God. That and this is the the, the parallel, this is the logic that was used. So they used the book to bind. Not to liberate, not to liberate in the same manner that those in Mauritania are using the Quran. They're using supposed Islamic precepts uh, uh, and and in trying to equate obedience to your enslaver with piety. So this religious aspect of justifying slavery is a tremendously important point. Uh, it's a tremendously important point to recognize when we ask the question, why slavery has continued to exist? Even though in 1981, Mauritania became the last country in the world to abolish slavery. And this was due to a presidential decree, right? Abolished the practice, but no criminal laws were passed to enforce the ban. So th this, this, this goes back, this is at the root this is at the root of why um, slavery has persisted, you know, as a practice. So herein lies another of the reasons that, and by it I mean slavery, as I said, have continued to fester and exist. Laws do not change condition. They don't, they don't change the condition in and of themselves because they are past. The commitment to uphold the law must be present. There's no way around this. So resources, and once again, this is another point that uh, Bakri brought up. Social service resources. Resources must be allocated. I'm sorry, I'm jumping ahead of myself. Not social service resources, right? But the resources to enforce the law, right? That's, that's I'm, I'm jumping ahead of myself. But resources must be allocated. And those who are tasked with upholding the law must themselves be committed to its enforcement. This is critical. If you have a law in the books, but you have a law enforcement apparatus that is unwilling, uh, untrained, unprepared to actually uh, go out and make sure that that law is enforced, whereby society's fabric 
is is changed, then that law is, you know, it's not worth the paper that is printed on. Now, the other point is that laws don't change hearts. But if the enforcement of a law keeps an aggressor at bay, then the law is doing what it's designed to do. But that what that also goes back to having people that are trained and prepared to enforce that law. So that is when the law becomes effective. Dr. Uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. once said, said, it may be true that the law cannot make a man love me, but it can keep him from lynching me. And I think that's pretty important. So the protection lies not just in the law, but in the enforcement. And that plainly means, once again, that those who continue to practice this abomination should be prosecuted in a court of law. But even though slavery was outlawed in 1981, there was no prosecution of slavers. That didn't take place until 2007. And this was this followed international pressure. So the government passed a law allowing slaveholders to be prosecuted in 2007. Now, Bubakar also mentioned that the Mauritanian government's decision to pass this law was rooted more in the optics around the issue as opposed to genuine opposition to it. Hmm, right? Right, looking good uh, for the neighbors. It's like cutting, it's like having a house and all your neighbors' lawns are cut, but you, you know, and, and everybody's, they're cutting their lawn, they're cutting their, they're trimming their hedges and shrubs and all that good stuff. And you're the only person on the block whose lawn looks just looks a hot mess. And they give you dirty looks when they walk by. And and you even get fines, you get citations, right? Saying that you need to cut your grass or you need to take care of anything, you know, on that on that front exterior. So you cut the grass in the front. But you don't do anything about the backyard, you know, if you got it. But you don't do anything. You just make sure what people can see is taken care of. So I look at this very much in the same in the same light. It was done. He says it was done for the optics of it because there was pressure from others. As I mentioned, Mortania was the last the last country to outlaw slavery. The Islamic Republic of Mortania, the last of the party. Last one. So aside from the optics. There was not a genuine, a genuine opposition to it. And if there's anything we should recognize, once again, enforcing laws, it may restrain, which is important, right? Because that's what we want to get to. We want to get to having laws and then having them enforced. Uh, it brings about uh, uh, freedom, justice, equality, right? These are important things and should resonate with many of you. I don't even have to tell the story behind those particular words here in the United States, freedom, justice, and equality, because that was the mantra of an organization, uh, still is, that made it to, its point to uh, to push back against the marginalization of uh, African-American folks in particular, but humanity as a whole. So, uh, but, but I, I digress. But the point being that our hearts are not restrained by the passing of a law. So until our hearts are addressed and healed, we will always incline, we will, I shouldn't say we will always, but we will incline towards the opposite of that law when it comes to 
uh, matters that that improve us, uh, that, that benefit us personally. Right? When we are not aware, we're not thinking about anything outside of this life, this world, what benefits us. If there is a, a law, if there's a rule, if there's a policy that's in opposition of that, then, then the, the, the lower self, we find ourselves pulled towards that, towards or, or, or we find ourselves positioned in opposition to whatever is in opposition to our to us. So if the heart is not healed, if we don't realize that we're in actually in opposition to our creator, then we, we act in ignorance, we act in selfishness. And we use everything at our disposal uh, uh, to say that we're right and that they are wrong. I have heard real life horror stories from enslaved women who were raped by their enslavers, who bore their children and then were raped by, their, by the enslaver's son and were impregnated by them as well with no prosecution, no recourse. The only remedy was escape. And there are organizations, uh, and I go back to uh, Bubakar Masaud, uh, founder of SOS's Clubs, that are on the ground helping to free those who find themselves victims of this, of this shameful social order. So, Radio Islam family, we must do our best to stand firmly for justice. Uh, stand firmly for justice as witnesses to God. Witnesses to the one who witnesses everything we do and knows what is in our hearts. Even if we find ourselves standing against ourselves. So, I'll ask you again to support the Abolition Institute and Anti-Slavery International by making a donation to Stopping slavery.org or uh, antislavery.org and as far as antislavery.org goes you can actually put on there as well uh, the uh, you can list Mortania right and and if you put that you want that donation go directly to Mortania then it will uh, it's going to reach those that are directly uh, impacted by this shameful social order that continues to persist right it's 2000 18. And I'm not one to bring up what year it is because honestly, the year doesn't matter. I go back to again, if the condition of the heart has not changed, if our hearts are the same, if the hearts are the same as they were in the 6th century as they are today, then we will continue to battle with the same ugliness, the same ills that we dealt with uh, dealt with back then. We'll, we'll deal with them today and we will deal with them tomorrow. We will deal with them 10 years from now, uh, 20, 50 years. We'll continue to, uh, to deal with them for the foreseeable future. So this is really a, a heart check. I mean, across the board. To think that slavery still exists, that a child can be born. That can can come into this world. And not have, uh, not have the opportunity, the opportunities that we take for granted, regardless of our station economically, particularly when we look at the United States, what it means to grow up in a, a democratic society, a free society. There is a belief and, and time has proven it, 
personal experience has shown it time and time again that people have people have come into this into this world having little or nothing but because they had the opportunity to 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 invest in themselves they had the opportunity to learn the opportunity to work and benefit from their work now this is a very important understanding and something that for those of us who are muslim and i would even go outside of the muslim um, scope and say simply that as a matter of common sense as a matter of, of common human dignity and, and the logic of work when you work and you invest and you build that you should be the beneficiary you should benefit from that work and slavery stands in complete opposition to that this idea that you work you invest, you sweat you bleed, you sacrifice and you never Reap the, the, the fruits of your of your labor. And that is as far from what God promises us. When he says he, he gives a reward of the work, male or female. If you work for it, then you reap the reward for that. And slavery is an exact, is in opposition to that. And I don't care what, what logic is given to justify it. It is an abomination and those who encourage it. And allow it to continue to persist are on the wrong side. They're on the wrong side of judgment. They're on the wrong side of morality. They're on the wrong side. They're on the wrong side. Period. So that being said, please do your best. Support those organizations that are supporting those who are looking for freedom. The freedoms that many of us, as I'm talking about this, and you as you're listening to this, that they are freedoms that we enjoy as imperfect as our system is that are a dream for those who live under the exact complete opposite where opportunity is not is not afforded it's not an option it's not promised so SOS S clubs uh, continue to pray for their for their work and now we want to just go ahead and urge you once again this is as urgent as any crisis that is going on in the world today make dua but also make time to make a, a donation. All right, Radio Sound family, uh, we thank you for tuning in. We have come to the end. We want to thank our engineers over at WCEV. Uh, I'm your host, producer, and engineer. Um, our executive producer is Abdul Malik Mujahid. We remind you that the views expressed by the host and our guests are theirs and not to be taken as a representation of Sound Vision. Uh, and with that, we're going to leave you as we greeted you. Assalamu alaikum. May the peace that only God can give be upon you.